when we hold on to things, we actually restrict what's meant to happen in our life. I put that into every element of my life. And honestly, I don't care. That's the thing as well. I let go of that worrying and that caring. And I just trust, trust whoever's meant to come will come. And I'd rather have less people, but the right people. Welcome back to the Kelly Lindbergh podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people daily to take action, to do something different, to just show up as that person they, that they aspire to be. So if you're one of my five a day, I really want to hear from you. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can come and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell me what was your best part of the podcast or what super inspired you. Or come and find me on Instagram at Kelly Lundberg Official. This is where I hang out. Come and say hi on a DM. I'll reply back to you. I just want to hear what it was that inspired you the most. So in today's episode, I catch up with Kate Goodwin, someone who I met a really long time ago in Dubai, and a catch up was well overdue. Um, we actually had a little pre-podcast warm-up, which lasted more than like 30 minutes, because we had so much to speak about. And then I said, no, we've got to start recording it. We're going to miss too much great content to share with everyone else. So hearing Kate's story is something that really resonated with me a lot, um, given the, the similar industries that she was in beauty, I was in style, and hearing how after being completely burnt out, running a business, and and learning what she did to actually come to overcome that was just so inspiring. And her direction has taken a lot of self-love, self-acceptance and self-worth skills to be able to accept herself just as she is and be comfortable in her own skin. And I think many of you listening um, will feel um, very similar to that on that journey that it's taken a long time to feel really comfortable in your own skin. Kate says, one thing I do know is that beauty shines from within. No amount of makeup highlighter will make you glow as much as having peace in your soul and light in your heart. And I think this is so true. So let's hear her story. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. It's so good to see you. Hi, Kelly. It's been so long. So good. See you too. Well, so, so everyone's listening to us. We're looking at each other, which is great because it just adds <laughs> a dimension to the conversation. Now, we first met back in 2011 in Dubai when you had just launched your uh, academy in Dubai. Yeah, Illuminate Media Makeup Studio it was back then. Yeah, and I remember, and you know, we were just chatting about it in our pre, um, our pre-podcast chats, and I remember going into it, and it was. You had all the, well, it was all illuminated. Was it not like a, a pink? Was the eight not pink? Yeah, it was, everything's white. So it's all light for like a, being illuminated. And then the colour was like a magenta pink. Yes, I remember it so clearly. And we haven't actually probably spoken because you, you've left Dubai now. You're travelling back in and out. Why don't you give us a bit of a backstory as to, you know, what it is that you're doing, where you are now. I have got a ton of questions because I love Makeup, I love what you're doing. I love the aspect that you're taking on to with inner beauty and the spiritual side. So we'll get to that being through your website and, and where you are now. But give us your side of the story, what you're doing. Okay, so yeah, so I opened um, the studio in 2011. 
and it was uh, at the time it was um the first of its kind in the region yeah. yeah because back then it wasn't saturated like it is now and you know makeup was very different even that short space of time it was very different then to what it became kind of a few years on so um yeah i set up the school and it was a success and we had an agency with it and lots of students and i loved it but then eventually i worked so hard because dubai drives you to just push and push and push so i was working as a makeup artist doing shoots nearly every day i was traveling the world working as a makeup artist and going to la a lot and coming back to london and then um running a school as well and eventually i had a burnout so i got stage 4 adrenal fatigue and my doctor in dubai was like if you don't make a life change you're going to get seriously ill wow so, I was in bed for about a year and then one day I woke up and was just like I need to get out to heal so I just closed the doors to the business and I came back to London. Wow. So it was a case of right I'm changing things and you know did you have a plan when you came to London was like I'm going to do makeup there or what no plan it was just literally health comes first. Mm, health I felt, felt so bad in my physical being that I was just like I just need to I just need to feel normal again I need to heal and the only way I'm going to do this is by going back to root myself ground myself get back into my homelands and you know just being fresh air and nature which I need to thrive and that in itself is is a big decision you know moving countries one thing but 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 going back and not knowing Well it was huge as well because at that point I was in a serious relationship which and I'm married to him now so I left my long-term partner I left my life of nearly 8 years so I had all my friends and I had you know I I loved my life I loved my lifestyle I left everything sold my car got rid of my apartment just boom done in one time and I came back and um started from nothing again so yeah it was a big decision but sometimes I think when the universe pushes you you just know and you just got to trust your gut and just go with there's a reason behind everything right when we make decisions that change our lives that way and i look back now and i think it's the best thing that i ever did so what were some of those steps that you started to do to kind of rebuild because maybe people are listening and been in a position maybe similar or they don't know what to do or they're feeling like they need to do it what were the steps that you took that they can maybe learn from to kind of rebuild that i think it's a really interesting question because coming out of dubai and coming back to a place like england is a very um dramatic change because you're living in you know like in dubai we live in a bubble we live in this fast paced exciting non-stop 24 hour on the go life you know we can be out all the time we we're at fancy restaurants we're above <laughs> like we're living life we're at the beach at the weekends and in the evenings and then you come home and it's for many people it's like mundane and they're just like I can't do it I can't go from this to that you know it's a hard you haven't moved to the city so you want are you on the outskirts are you more near yeah I wanted nature so I was going to go back to London where I was before in North London but actually in the end I decided to come back near where my mum is to be near my mum and also I just wanted trees so I'm out just outside of central London outside of London So what are some of the first steps so we've got that it's a massive transition yeah. did you connect with friends did you start working did you read like what are some of the things that you did 
Yeah, I'd say, first of all, you just need to decompress. So first of all, you need to just allow yourself to take some time out to reassess what is it that got you to this point in the first place and like regroup really to then decide what steps will I take to move forward. Reconnect with your friends, reconnect with your family and just kind of get your roots planted back into the ground. Mm. And what other tools have helped you? We talked briefly about kind of med- meditation, um, journal, you know, what kind of worked for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I live a spiritual and holistic lifestyle. So for me, my life is very much based around, I mean, the major part of it is based around spirituality. So I meditate every day. I read high vibration books, like I don't watch too much television. And I keep myself around the right types of people. And I think that was a really key thing as well, because I realized that a lot of the people that had been around me in Dubai were actually not really on the same level. Low vibration rather than high vibration. I don't like to say low vibration, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) People that bring you down, people that maybe, you know, like there's those elements of negativity there's those elements of envy jealousy all those kind of emotions that we don't really need around us so when I came back here it gave me the chance to have a fresh start and to really decide who I wanted to have in my life love it can you share any great books so I always think it's a great resource to to learn um oh gosh from others with the, the high vibration or anything from the energy perspective anything that you've got that really Oh, um, I'm always on, I'm always picking up different books. I'm not very good at finishing books because I get too excited. So I read, I read about three quarters of the way and then I'm on to my next one. <laughs> and then I pick, I've probably got about four books on the go at the moment. I did just put a post out on A Course in Miracles, which is something that I've been doing for many years. And A Course in Miracles is, it's a book that basically just allows us to learn about transforming fear to love, which to me is the only vibration that we need to really understand about and be on. And even when you just hold these books, you can feel the energy from them. Mm. That's a, that's a, it's a textbook. It's a workbook. It's an ongoing workbook that you'll probably never finish in a lifetime. But there's books that have been written around it um, by other authors, which break it down into simple terms. Really nice. I think a really nice one, actually, that you might like is, um, I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> at the time when we were recording this, Kate is about to give birth. She actually messaged me last night saying, just in case, I might have to cancel the podcast because I'm due to go into labour any day. <laughs> yeah, and I was in hospital being monitored all day yesterday and I've got to go back today because they might want to induce me. So, yeah, I'm sitting here full bellied, ready to pop any minute. <laughs> Wait, do you know what you're having? Are you? Yeah, I'm having a little girl. Exciting. Got names? Are you? Yeah, I do actually. I will share her name because she'll be out by the time this goes out. So she's called Faith. Lovely. Lovely. And that's because I've had to have Faith throughout this whole pregnancy journey because I lost the baby and I lost Faith. Mm -hmm. And then when I got pregnant again, and that was a boy. And when I found out this was a girl, I was like, it's just about having faith. Love it. What 
from the bottom of my heart, I wish you every success over the next couple of days. And oh, thank you. Um, I can't wait to see and, and one day meet Faith when you're back out in Dubai. Yeah. Let's touch a little bit more on this. So we'll go into the sort of spiritual spirituality side of what you're doing. So oh, the book, A Course in Miracles Made Easy. There you go. Okay, perfect. I'll link that <laughs> at the bottom um, for those that are looking. I'll share that on the website so people can click into that. Yeah. So have you gone back into doing an, an makeup and a makeup artist? And you've worked with some incredible people. Has that been since you've moved back? Is that part of the journey? I mean, you've got a great... Um, a-list lineup of some of the the celebrities you've worked with yeah I've been really fortunate in my career like I've worked hard I'm not going to say that it's all luck I have worked hard and you know I love I love 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 my job I love doing makeup but it got to a point where I started to hate the soup the just it didn't feel deep enough for me and the superficial side of like being on fashion shoots and things like that, it just started to numb me. And it started to go against everything that I was about, really, because it was completely contrasting to my spiritual belief. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where it just got a bit tiring. And even though you're working with these A-list celebrities and these, you know, big people and we're flying to LA and doing like big celebrity shoots for magazines, it didn't actually fulfill me. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that actually some of the more fulfilling times in my career were when I was starting out and working on counters in central London and working on women who had low self-esteem and just helping selling them makeup, but making them feel incredible. And that was more where I wanted to go back to. So what does the business model look like now? So after my recent journey where I um I was quite ill and so I lost a baby I got hit by a car in central London or when I came back from Dubai and then on my honeymoon I got taken ill and diagnosed with a um quite a horrible autoimmune disease but I don't like to put that energy into it so it was life-altering and it changed everything and that took me on a journey to learn health learn about health so I went on a course to do integrative nutrition and that was for myself but I learned so much and got so much passion out of that so I mix now beauty spirituality and health and I've combined the three together to create programs and more than just programs like a lifestyle around that for myself and the people I want to share it with how to connect to their divine beauty so, so how do they do that? Is, is, so the makeup is one part, then they understand about themselves. So take me through that journey. Like I'm, say, okay. I'm a potential client, what would, what would that journey look like if I was working with you? Because okay. I'm fascinated with the whole, like, love makeup, but then adding in these other parts. Yeah, so it's, like th- it's those three elements that I've brought together. Yeah. And- for me, it's really important, like even as a makeup artist, so I've been a healer for nearly 15 years. And even when I would do makeup, so if I had you in my makeup chair, I could, and I would give you healing at the same time that I'm doing makeup, because healing is essentially coming out of my hands and my hands are touching your face. And that energy is going into your, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's one way. But also nowadays, because we're going online with everything, 
we can also use healing and energy healing for distant healing. Mm -hmm. so you can use modalities to put out out there to reach people from a distance. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so if we look at then a course that we were doing, for instance, mm -hmm. so my course that I'm just launching now, that has three elements. So it's got the element of natural beauty. So it's really important when I teach makeup that I don't want you to cover your face so much that when you take your makeup off, you don't recognize yourself. And that seems to be the way that Instagram and YouTube and contour and... And that is like where, you know, celebrity culture and society has pushed us now. And actually what I believe, and I did a lot of research into this over the last few years, and it breeds insecurity. So as much as you might feel amazing with the makeup on, mm -hmm. as soon as it comes off, it actually makes you feel worse about who you are because you need that makeup to put that mask on. So, yeah, it breeds insecurity and it's kind of like a catch-22. It feeds us into, you know, constantly buying things to keep up with what we think we worth. Exactly. And keep our self-worth in check when really that self-worth comes from within. So, so, so true. And it is so lost and it's taking people like yourself to re-educate, we say re-educate, re to, to nurture, to, to share that knowledge, to feel it in themselves. Exactly. And I do feel like, I mean, I don't want to ever contradict myself when I say use makeup to make yourself feel better. Because if you use just a little bit of makeup to enhance our natural features, I think that's wonderful. And that is the most powerful way we can use makeup because it just tweaks things and it just makes you feel a little bit more confident when you're facing the world, mm -hmm. but without changing what God gave you naturally. Yeah, yeah, so true. I see this filter now. Um, I don't know if you've seen the challenge on, it's not a challenge, but on Instagram where they do this filter and they do the one where they're super filtered up and then they slide to the other side and you see the the nat like the real person and you can see how much it's destroying and that's the, the word destroying it's it destroys self-worth confident self-worth and confidence which is what you're wanting to help women back into doing and finding self-acceptance and I honestly believe as well you know where there are things like so skin is very important as well. Obviously, with makeup, understanding skin, skincare, that's your foundations. So when you connect skin to, I went through a journey growing up, I had really severe acne. And it took me years to understand that actually, it's not about the creams that I'm putting on my face that are going to heal this. It's what I'm putting into my body nutritionally. So then I would cut out dairy, I'd cut out sugar, and suddenly my skin healed. So that was also a big part of what I put into the course. It's all about, you know, what we're putting in our bodies and the effect that it has on the outside of our face. Mm. And skincare, I feel, is kind of, it's, it's got a, um, it's having its moment in the spotlight after mm -hmm. lockdown and people in having a bit more time. And I know, I mean, I've always loved skincare, but I know now I'm doing it even more because I've got a routine. Like for the first time ever, we have routines that we can maintain, you know, which is great. And it's become a trend. Mm. 
I mean, the thing is, some people love a 10-step Korean, you know, skincare routine. For me, I'm so simple, like two, three products maximum. Like as long as my skin looks as good as it can look, I'm happy. And I think some people get a little bit like some people love going through loads of products and learning this, but some people get really intimidated by it. So part of what I'm teaching as well, I like to keep things simple. Yeah. Because there's not everybody who can one afford all the products and two who have time yeah and for for those um, I had just said to Kate before we started you need to tell me what you're using on your skin because your skin <laughs> looks amazing like it's just like I mean it's glowing it, it looks fabulous so maybe that's baby maybe that is pregnancy skin <laughs> Because I've had no sleep for about a week. <laughs> well, you would never be able to tell that from uh, from just now. So, how much then is this sort of this the spirituality side that yeah. is so heavily ingrained in what you do personally that it's just natural that it's coming into your business? Exactly, and you know it is very much a time where people are really understanding about being authentic. Absolutely. And and, you know, I watch it. I love watching it. I love watching people shift into this, like, kind of no BS. I can't say that word, can I say? <laughs> Just, like, not taking crap. Vulnerability. It's being, I think, being vulnerable as well. The authenticity part is actually showing the real side of who you are. But Well, you do this every day. And that's part of your brand and your career. Like, you share yourself. For me, I've lived as a makeup artist with a persona that hasn't felt as real to who I am as what I show the world. You know what I mean? Because it's all like living the high life and being with celebrities and being this and being that. But really, it, that's completely the opposite of how I live my life. Mm. So what would you say has... So what is there a couple of things you can share that's maybe you're do more authentically now that you didn't do before? Yeah, I just speak my truth and I don't think and care about other people thinking, oh, a bit nuts, isn't she? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't really care because actually I realise that the right people come to you and the people that listen to you, they're interested in what you've got to talk about. And, you know, most of the stuff, when I think back to being a makeup artist and you talk a lot because you've got somebody in your chair, so you become a therapist, you become this, you become that. And actually, that when I had the conversations with the majority of the models and people that I met, it always went down a spiritual route as a therapist, and they loved it. And I think you just have to just be real and talk from your heart. That's it. Do you think that's also a bit of an age thing? We were very similar ages. So, you know, do you think that you also get to that point where you're like, the things bother you a little bit less about, you know, what other people think about you or you're more about what you do? It's just more an idea. Oh, absolutely. But also the journey that I've been on over the last few years with illness and mm. when you get diagnosed with something, your life literally flashes in front of your eyes and suddenly, it, within an instant like that, you don't care what people think anymore because the things that you're worrying about have just shifted perspective. Your values have changed. And actually... You know, my mum's always brought me up saying she, she's quite eccentric and she doesn't really, <laughs> she doesn't care what people think about her. And I love that about my mum. But I've never really had that because you're, 
you know, like you you have insecurities and you care about judgment and all of this. But I think a big part of what I'm teaching now, I've got to practice what I preach because it's about no judgment, no criticism, no self-criticism, not looking at others and, you know, finding fault and not looking at yourself and finding fault. Mm, easier said than done, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. A constant journey of practice, practice, practice. What's um, a common misconception that you would like to dispel about your job as a makeup artist or, you know, or what you're doing now? Something you'd be like, you know, this is not true or not right. The state is yours. Well, I think, I think what I've found hard is where the makeup industry has changed so much over the years. Mm. I got to a point where people would ask me what I did as a career over the last, I'd say, four years. And when I say makeup artist, I felt a bit embarrassed for the first time in my career. And that was because everybody's a makeup artist now. So I started doing makeup 20 years ago where I trained for years, I assisted for free for years. And now people do a two-day course and they call themselves a makeup artist and slap all this heavy makeup on. And people just assume that that's you as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I love that misconception and, and, and sharing that because it's so true. It's so true. Like, you know, as a stylist, you go online or you go on social media. In my eyes, it got to this point one day where I was just like, everybody's either a makeup artist or a stylist or even a photographer. And yeah. in our industry, it was just like, you can just be anything you want really now. Yeah. 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 Weekend, of course. And there's just no credibility. So how are you finding your clients now? Um, you know, you're back, you know, I say back home, but you're back in a new space. I mean, how hard was it to build your client database up after, you know, you were off for, you know, at least a year? What was that like? Well, it's just, um, I believe strongly that the right people come to you. Mm. And actually, I think it's been a lot less pushing Sometimes some, something as well that I learned on this recent health journey and everything else was when you just let go, oh, so life, life just flows. When we hold on to things, we actually restrict what's meant to happen in our life. I put that into every element of my life. And honestly, I don't care. That's the thing as well. I let go of that worrying and that caring. And I just trust, trust whoever's meant to come will come. And I'd rather have less people, but the right people. Mm. Dennis, my uh, coach that I've been working with on, on sort of healing and understanding about my, myself and the journey, we've, we've just tackled that aspect of push, push, push versus letting things happen effortlessly. And that's the, the I, I love that word, effortlessly. When oh, I can that, it. That's another book then, a very... Uh, an old but a very wonderful book that I always come back to is The Seven Spiritual Laws. Okay. And in that, you can read that in an hour. And in that book, that's one of the seven spiritual laws. Right. That'll be downloaded. And while we're exchanging books, um, one you might find quite interesting, um, Jamie, uh, she started It Cosmetics. Have you heard of? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's just launched, and I'm just dragging up my... um, my Audible account now, uh, believe it, Jamie Kern Lima, her book. So her, I listen to a lot of stuff on Audible and it's all about her journey. And she 
has been trying to change the industry of um, makeup and applying makeup and she really pushed to have normal women representing her skincare and her makeup collection and she she changed the whole the way it's done now because everyone was like well you can't do it's got to be models it's got to be good skin it's got to be this and she's like but you've got to show it on real people all the things that we've talked about the authenticity part the real part and and stop this fakeness of this is what we all look like because we don't no and it's that's powerful and it is powerful I got asked the question yesterday and that was about how would I hope to see beauty in the next decade and such a good question because you know it's kind of like I, I hope that as time moves forward, we start to really connect to that self-love and see beauty for what it is without the needing to clone into other people and just look like just look like a certain way, you know? Mm-hmm. And just to accept ourselves because we're all unique. We've all been given these features. We've been given these, you know, think about contouring. What does contouring do? It changes your features. You were born with certain features. Yes, you can enhance them, but people are changing them and they're cloning into the same look. And it's frightening. Yeah, so true. So, so, so true. What would you like to leave as your kind of parting comment or maybe a piece of advice if someone's wanting, someone's out there seriously wanting to maybe become a makeup artist or or to a potential client that, you know, you want them to, to hear a message? What would you like to share? Um, well, I think for anybody who wants to become a makeup artist, like follow your dream. Because when I when I decided to become a makeup artist, it was my dream at the time. And it was the best thing that I ever did. It changed my life on so many levels. And 20 years ago, I didn't know where it was going to bring me now. But go to a good school, do your research, learn properly, and um, just practice. And for a woman who is struggling, like I call them, like us, just the everyday woman, for a woman who is maybe struggling con- to connect to her, to herself, you know, it's just taking time to not just look in the mirror and just see, like, care about what you're seeing in your reflection, but it's to look deeper within yourself and to look at what does beauty really mean to you, because beauty is about accepting yourself it's about kindness compassion and it goes deep so working on ourselves actually helps us to shine that light from within great parting comment so how can people find you kate um probably not for a while now this baby's about to pop out (laughs) (laughs) um okay so uh www.kategoodwin.com and Illuminate is my Illuminate Academy is my new business. So that is um, courses.illuminateacademy.com. And are you on social? Do you share much uh, on social? I should be sharing, but I'm not very good at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am Kate Goodwin Makeup at Kate Goodwin Makeup for Instagram. I am at I am Illuminate and um, Kate Goodwin on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And I know we had a massive catch up. 
beforehand. <laughs> and I've just loved speaking to you and, and, and reconnecting. It's been way too long, like a decade. So it's, oh, thank you so much, Kelly. It's been amazing. Really lovely. So good to have you. Um, best of luck and look forward to, will you maybe share a picture of Faith when she arrives on your oh, social? Sure I will. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care and best of luck with everything. Bye, Kate. Bye, take care. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode today. Were you inspired? What was your one takeaway that you can put into action? Head over to Instagram, Kelly Bloomberg Official. I love to hang out there. So drop me a DM, tell me the best part or even better, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are growing weekly and it's all down to you. Thank you so much. Reviewer of the week left this message. Annie, highly recommended listen. Great podcast. Personally, I really resonated with the last one on how to make the best of your relationships personally and professionally. Please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a massive difference. Be inspired and keep following your dreams.